Come on, wake yourself up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a wonderful presence of the Lord already just enjoying the blessings of the Lord. I tell you, now, I'm pretty accustomed to hearing the ladies in their war room praying. You can hear them sometime all the way to my office, but this morning now, them guys was giving them a run for their money. <laughs> I'll tell you, them men were praying this morning. Me and Brother Nathaniel was like, I said, yeah, sounds like they having the time in there today. So it was, we're thankful for, for the Spirit of the Lord that's just present and just God blessing like He does. And, you know, you can trust Him in that. He, he's not going to, He never leaves us hanging. He's always, always, He's a very present help, He said. And so uh, Paul said He's not far from any of us. Uh, greater is He that's in you. I won't leave you. Uh, you know, he said, I won't leave you as orphans or I won't leave you comfortless, but I'll come to you. He's going to be there. And so when you gather together in his name, just count on it. He's, he's going to be there. So we're thankful for that. And we will uh, continue in this uh, series, the second lesson on the attitude of thanksgiving. Our scripture for today, James 1 and 17. Very familiar for us. James 1 and 17 says, Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And today we'll talk about the source of thanksgiving. Let's pray for the lesson. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for all the many blessings that you give us, the benefits you load us with daily. We know that without you we can do nothing. We're thankful today for such a mindful, caring, and patient God. Lord, bless this service and let us receive this word in good ground today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for his word, for his many blessings. Hallelujah. What a great God today. You can be seated. Thank you for being here and and appreciate all of our visitors that are with us today. Glad to have you and love every one of you. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord with us today. So again, uh, not talking about the Thanksgiving holiday uh, thanksgiving to God is every day. It's, uh, it's what we do. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything, give thanks. Everything. Why? For this is the will of God. Now, we seek the will of God for so many things in our lives, but there's one thing that you, you can't, even we can't, it'd be hard to mess this up. You can be thankful to God. It doesn't matter what's going on. You can be thankful. There's always something to be thankful for. You know, you, you might, uh, you know, unless you're the kind of person that only sees the negative, you know, that's, uh, you don't realize it. But just because you don't realize it or acknowledge it doesn't mean it's not there. You know, uh, sometimes people don't want to hear that there's anything else good going on when something bad happens. They lose a job. You're like, hey, it's going to be all right. Don't tell me it's going to be all right. If my world's falling apart, man, you just lost your job. You was flipping burgers and asking if they wanted fries with that. You'll find another job. Come on. You know, you got your, you got your health, you know. 
Hey, that's something to be thankful for. You or you, know, you, you still got your family. You still, you know, you're alive and kicking. You know, and as long as there's breath, there's hope, and there's something else to be done. God woke you up today. You know, my goodness, how can anybody uh, feel the Holy Ghost and baptized in His name, getting ready for heaven, uh, could let something in this world stop us from being thankful? Because yeah, no, it don't mean that it's great that we're going to clap our hands and, and you know. Hey, well, I'm going to throw, I lost my job party. Everybody come over. You know, I mean, we're not going to celebrate that, but I'm not going to say, well, that's it. I'm just quitting everything. I just, oh, because I am washed in his blood, called by his name, filled with his spirit, going to see him in heaven one day. I'm planning on hearing him say, well done. Well, I'll tell you, that, that is something that, uh, you know, born again people all over this world are anticipating. You know, if people get excited when they know, hey, this new book's coming out, this new show's coming out, and they can't wait for that opening. I can't wait to see it. I've been waiting on this. But boy, when you finally hear him say, well done, enter in, good and faithful servant, woo! You know, you ain't got to punch the clock on this world anymore. All your troubles gone, all your sorrows gone. Come on, no more crying, no more goodbyes. Mmm. Well, now, now you see what I mean. There's something always to be thankful for. I'm looking forward to something great. You know, a lot of people look forward to the holiday. I can't wait because I'm going to get some of Grandma's dressing. I'm going to get, you know, some of that turkey. I'm, you know, looking forward to it, and I am too. I'm looking forward to. Thanksgiving. I love my mom's dressing. That's it. And I can't wait. But let me tell you, uh, if, if we had to miss Thanksgiving because the Lord came back, oh, well, there's, there's going to be a feast and there just might be a pan of that dressing sitting on the table. Uh, but we're going to be able to, to hear him and see him and our faith, as the old song said, will end in sight. And we're going to no longer wonder what it's going to be like. We're going to experience uh, eternity with the Lord. And, and so there is something to always be thankful. And that's the will of God. That you develop an attitude of thanksgiving. So that uh, because you will always be shining the right light when you're thankful. When you are thankful and have an attitude of thanksgiving. You don't have to worry about whether your light's shining right. You're going to be shining the right light because a thankful person always remembers where their blessings come from. And every good gift and every perfect gift, it comes from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. And then that uh, it reminds me uh, in, this, uh, in this scripture, I like to break them down sometime and read uh, what different words mean. But every good gift, the word good means that it is, it is intrinsically good, or in other words, it is essential and it's real. It's not something fleeting, but it's something that's real good. It's real. It's something that you have to have, something that is essential. God's going to give you what you need. Hey, that's why the Scripture says, and my God shall supply all your need. He's going to give you what you need. The word perfect means that it is complete, it is mature, and that it lacks nothing. Uh, God's not going to give you something that you've got to try to add to it to make it better. It, you don't have to salt 
his blessing. It's, it, it ain't like when you go out to one of them buffets and ain't got no, it's just bland. Ain't nothing you got to add to it to fix it. You got to doctor it up. It ain't like that. Whatever he gives you is going to be complete. It's going to be perfect. It's not going to lack. And uh, Proverbs 10 and 22 says that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow with it. In other words, you, you'll never look at what God gives you and think, it could be better. That's good, but you'll never say that with the blessing of the Lord because uh, when he gives it to you, it's complete. It's perfect. It's entire. And you won't ever have to say, hmm, let me let, let's see if I can paint this and make it a little better. Let me see if I can tweak this and make it a little better. Let me see if I can cut this off and make it better or add to it. No, no, no. You have to do that with God. What he gives you will be just what you need, just like it is. And then he said, it cometh down. And that phrase means something that is continually coming down. In other words, God is not sporadic and he doesn't give sparingly, but he gives continually and he gives freely. That's why you can say uh, his mercy is new every morning. Not just on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning. And on Tuesday morning and Thursday morning, and it's new every morning, and his compassions fail not. It's always there flowing. He said, I loved you with an everlasting love. That means it's always there. It's always accessible, and it's always free. I'm thankful today that God is always loading me, loadeth me daily with benefits. He is continually giving, and he said, you just try me, and I will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain it. You'll be like David, and he had that revelation of, my cup runneth over. He knew where the source was, and that's the whole issue of the whole message of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And my want is not just because of what's here, it's because of who provides it for me. It's his rod and his staff that comforts me. It's God that prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And then he said, mercy and goodness will follow me all the days. In other words, it's not sporadic. It's going to be there. God is going to always be blessing his people. It is his good pleasure, little flock, to give you and me the kingdom. God is wanting always to give. He is a giver, always has been, always given to his people. And so we find in Philippians 4 19 that my God shall supply all of your need all of your need through Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, there's a source that we need to remember. It's it's great to have the blessings, but you don't forget the source. That's how you stay thankful. That's how you develop that attitude of thanksgiving when you uh, remember the source of your blessing. In the scripture, there's a story that uh, we, we have preached from many times in the book of Luke chapter 17 there are a group of lepers, 10 lepers, that um, they see Jesus and they cry out to him, you know, Master, heal us and, and uh, you know, fix this. They come to him, they want this healing and have mercy on us, have compassion on us. And so the Lord just tells them, go show yourself to the priest. Now they understand what this means because there's no reason to go and show yourself to the priest unless he can declare you clean. And so they realize, and I, I guess these 10, they start off together and on, along the way something's happening, but I'm sure they're all excited. 
because they're going to be able to come back into society. They'll be able to get back to their families. They'll be able to get back to a normal way of living, no more exclusion and, and staying in the hills or in the caves. And as they go, uh, they look down and realize, hey, we've been healed. But one, one lone leper turns back and he glorifies God, it says, with a loud voice. And he begins to, uh, and he falls down at the feet of the Lord and he is giving him thanks. And it says, and he was a Samaritan. He was someone who did not have a relationship with a Jew. We know in John 4, the, the Samaritan woman at the well was surprised that Jesus would even ask her give me to drink because the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. There's no relationship there. But it's amazing what being thankful can establish. That even though uh, uh, he wasn't a, a Jew and he wasn't somebody that would normally associate with Jesus, that glorification that he's given to God and that thanksgiving that he's offering up and falling down at the feet of the Lord, the Lord looks at him and, and he, he tells me, he says, well, were there not ten? But where are the nine? And only this one stranger has turned around to glorify God and, and to, to give thanks. And then he tells him, your faith has made you whole. You see, these other guys, they, uh, they might have been healed, but this guy was made whole. This guy found a relationship and some acceptance with the Savior. Someone that had normally would never have anything to do with them, but because of his grateful heart and that he was humble enough to fall down at the feet of the Lord and, and, and offer up that praise and offer up that thanksgiving. There's a relationship now because when you're thankful to God, it establishes you recognize where it came from. Everybody else, they're on their way. They're, they're rejoicing. They're, I'm sure they look down and they're like, man, this is great. This is wonderful. And they're thinking about their life. And like I say, the blessing's great. But you can't forget where the blessing came from. The miracle's great, but you can't forget who gave the miracle. Let me tell you, that Holy Ghost is awesome, but you can't forget who gave it. And you can't forget the price that was paid for us to have it. That blood that washes away all our sin, oh, it makes a good song, and it makes good preaching. But let me tell you, don't forget where it comes from. Don't forget the price that was paid that you could have your sins washed away and your garments made white as snow. Don't ever forget the source of thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the Lord this morning. I don't want to get my mind uh, thinking, well, I, He saved me because I am so good. Or He saved me because I look so good in a suit. He'd say, I got to get Him out of them clothes and put Him in a suit. Oh, no. He, he didn't save me because of, of any ability I have. He, he, he saved me because of my inability. He saved me in spite of myself. But oh, when I fell down and felt those sins leave my life, and when I felt that spirit move on my body, oh, I got thankful because I remembered uh, that I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't know him, and, and that iniquity had separated me and God. But, oh, when that was washed away, and oh, I could have got up and just run out the door and said, well, that's good. I see a lot of them do it. But instead, I was thanking God. Thank you for what you've done in my life. You have taken, you know, it's like, you ever had a thorn that you couldn't get out and had to get somebody else that knew what they were doing to get it out? 
It's buried in there. It's hurting. Every time I do something, it's there. I can't get rid of it. And it's going to take somebody else to fix this. And oh, it feels so good when it's gone. Man, when that sin was gone, it felt so good. Jesus got rid of something that nothing else could ever get rid of. He told the truth when he said, you can keep drinking of this well and you'll always thirst. He said, or you can take this living water and never thirst again. Man, when the thirst of your soul is satisfied, that's something to be thankful about. Woo! Man, when that, and if you hadn't experienced, you can't, you don't even know what I'm saying. If you've never experienced it, you got no idea what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, there's a thorn in your soul that only Jesus can get rid of. There's a stain on your garments that only Jesus can get rid of. There's a void in your heart that only Jesus can fill. And once that happens, let me tell you, honey, you will be thankful. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, he is good all the time. And I'm so thankful today, but I don't want to forget. You know, sometimes people, they they say they let the zeal outrun their knowledge. I don't want to receive this blessing and take off and leave him behind. See, that's what nine of them did. They just kept walking. They were healed along the way, and they just kept walking. And I've seen it in church. I've seen people come in. I've seen them come in and pray. God work a miracle and they just keep walking. Keep walking. Let me tell you, when you'll turn around and fall down and be thankful to God, there's a connection there and a relationship that happens. God recognizes that you recognize where the source is. I don't want to ever be found unthankful to the Lord. There's, if you ever heard of uh, Aesop's fables, little stories, they always kind of teach you a lesson. There's one that talks about you you don't kill the goose that lays the golden egg. You, know, you, you want to make sure that you need, to res- you need to respect the source of your blessing. And we need to remember today that we need to respect the source of our blessings, of our income, of the security we have in this world. We need to remember that all things Good things, essential things, perfect things, complete things come from Him. Whether it's your job, whether it's, uh, whether it's your education, if it's your health, if it's your house, if it's your car, if it's the food in your cabinet, we've got to remember that God provides all of our needs. When we seek Him first, all these things are added unto us. It comes from Him. You know, there's people today that don't serve God, and they say, well, they don't serve God, but they, they're billionaires, they're rich, and yeah, that they are. And they don't realize, you think they made money? You think they created the material that they formed into something that made them rich? It all started with Him. When He says, when He started out saying, let there be light, <laughs> When he started out uh, forming the earth and and making trees and and making plants and making food and making animals, that's what provided men the material that they needed to have anything we got today. There ain't nothing that man has ever created that he formed out of thin air. Man ain't never spoke nothing into existence. Come on. And so everything comes from God. And whether they acknowledge him or not, 
uh, you know, it still comes from God. And they can trust in it if they want to, but it, oh, it, it still comes from God. It won't save them. They can have all they want, but it won't save them. They can't buy a plane ticket or rocket ship ticket. There ain't no transportation to heaven that they can get with all the money in the world. They can't invent anything that will wash away the stain of sin on their soul. But let me tell you, what people would start being thankful unto God. Just start out being thankful. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's how you come in. I said it before. And then we uh, enter into his courts with praise. If you ain't being thankful and you're not praising, you're not even on his property. Yeah, you ain't in his area code. You got to be thankful. You got to be grateful. And you got to have a praise on your lips. Because it's the will of God. Hey, it's the will of God to be saved. It's the will of God to see signs and wonders and miracles. It's the will of God to preach the gospel. But in everything, it is the will of God to give thanks. You give thanks to God when you preach a message. You give thanks to God when somebody's saved. You give thanks to God when you teach a Bible study. You give thanks to God if you can play or sing or do anything in the church. You give God the glory for it because God gave you the ability. God's good at giving talents. Make sure you know what your talent is. If you can't sing, don't. Man's got to know his limitations. If you can't, don't. Unless it's by yourself at home in the car or in the shower. But you don't be ungrateful to God. In everything you give him thanks. Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, I need you to speak to some people. 1 Timothy 6 and 17, he said, you need to charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. In other words, don't start thinking, you done this. God gave you any intelligence you have to make any money, any material you need to create something. And so he said, charge them that they don't get high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but they trust in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Anything that you enjoy, that helps you, that blesses you in this life, it came from God. So I, I, I did this because I'm so smart. You wouldn't have a brain. Uh, you were created in His image. So uh, any talent, any ability, any smarts that you have come from God. Any intelligence, anything. You, listen, men, we would still not have doctors or hospitals if it wasn't for God. It wouldn't be uh, laws and lawyers and, and, and politicians if it wasn't for God giving people knowledge and understanding. Nobody's flying into outer space or flying across the country or flying around the world or building ships to go around in the oceans unless God gave them the ability. God is the one who sets us up. God is the one. The Lord gives, Job said, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because in all things, I keep giving thanks unto the source. Be thankful unto God. Your relationship with Him is malnourished and starving if you are not thankful for what God has done for you. If you had somebody in your life that helped you, then you thank God for that person. Yeah, sure, thank the person. 
But if God hadn't put them in your life, if God hadn't gave them the words of wisdom to say, if God hadn't given them the education to help you, if He hadn't given them the smarts so you could do what you were doing, let me tell you, it wouldn't matter at all. Everything comes from God. It all flows from Him. In the beginning, God created. If He had not decided to create, there's nothing. If He hadn't decided to make man, we wouldn't be here. Everything comes from God. And we need to make sure that we never get out of line with that, that we become unthankful. And Paul also wrote to Timothy, he said, in the last days, perilous times will come. And as he begins to list all these adjectives to describe the men of this day, which I feel like we're in this day now, uh, one word stuck out. They would be unthankful. No relationship with him because next word is unholy. And he says to be holy for he is holy. So we see right quick that there's a disconnect between man and God. When they become unthankful, they become unholy because they become unlike him. Their light is not shining the way it should. People today are not thankful. They act like everybody owes them something. It's a, it's a bad uh, trend in this world today that everybody owes me. Everybody owes me. I'm entitled. I, I'm supposed to have this. Let me tell you, God uh, gives to us richly all things to enjoy. Be thankful unto God. Don't ever get so caught up in the world and so caught up with what you're doing. And, and it's great to have a wonderful life. It's great to be happy and rejoice. But don't forget where it comes from. I, I, boy, I have so much joy with my family, my wife and my children. But God gave me my wife and my children. And, and I, so I thank God when I'm praying. I always thank God for my wife and my children. And, and I, I still have my mother with me. And I thank God for that because a lot of people don't. And I realize what a privilege and a blessing it is. And, and so I realize how wonderful it is to have a church family like we have. And, and I thank God that he called us here almost 13 years ago now. And, I, and last night just watching these young people in the field and, and all they were doing and listening to some of these testimonies, I began to thank God that he sent us. And I was, thank God he gave me enough sense to listen and come here. And, and it's, they're not saved on, 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 on account of me. They're saved on account of God. And God made a way for them. But I'm glad and thankful to be where I am today. I don't want to ever say, look at what I built. Look at what God has built. This is what God's doing. God's doing a work in this day. God's uh, doing this. And God, listen, if he honors gratitude, and he does, I'm sure that ingratitude uh, is probably a a great offense to him. When Jesus asked this leper, he said, where are the nine? There's an expectation that God has. If I'm going to bless you, you ought to be grateful and not forget me. He told Israel in Deuteronomy 6, you know, we, we love that, uh, that chapter, Deuteronomy 6. Got a lot of great verses we quote, but there's also a warning in there. He begins to tell them, when I've brought you into this land and you're living in cities, there it is. It says, the Lord, your God has brought you into the land that he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to give you great and goodly cities, which you didn't build. And the house is full of all good things. All good things come. Yeah. 
which you feel is not in wells dig that you didn't dig, in vineyards, olive trees that you didn't plant, when you shall have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Don't forget where it came from. I hope that as time moves on that I will never forget where God brought me from. He brought me out of Egypt. He brought me out of the house of bondage. And he has blessed me with things that I didn't have no part in creating. They were set up and waiting for me. You know, when they built this building and it was a grocery store, uh, they didn't have no idea that heaven already had my name on it. Oh, there's going to be a man preaching in that building one day. Sell your produce, bag your groceries, but one day people's going to be getting the Holy Ghost in that building. Come on. And had no idea. I didn't know this building was even here. I had no idea about it. It was before I knew God, but God was, he said, I'm going to let somebody else uh, just build and, and, and make the preparations getting ready for a group of people that need to hear the truth and hear the gospel and, and for a college that's going to be where people could come and hear the truth and hear, the, hear this gospel and be changed forever. Look what God will do. So I thank God every day when I pull up in this parking lot, I look and I'm amazed that this was built, and it could have continued on. It could have been retail. It could have been businesses or whatever, but it's the church of the living God called by His name. We have worshiped God in this place, seen signs and wonders and miracles in this place. We've baptized countless people in this place. Man, let me tell you, I am thankful today for what God is doing and what He has done. I want to be thankful unto God. I don't want to forget the God that saved me. I don't get so full, so like we say, I mean, I'm just fat and happy. You know, you, it just it don't mean I'm really. It just means I'm full. I've got all I could want. I don't want to be like that man said. Well, I've got all this. I'm gonna fill these barns up. And I'm gonna sit back. Soul, take your ease. Forgetting God that gave it. And then the Lord say, well, thou fool, this night your soul is required, and who's going to have these things that you've laid up? I, I, I want to make sure I'm thanking God in everything that I do. When we are thankful, listen, thanksgiving will identify the source. When you say thanks to somebody, you're targeting them, letting them know, I appreciate you. When you are thankful to God, you're letting God know, I appreciate what you have done, the sacrifice that you have made for, for us. You know, we have the first Monday night of every month, we have uh, communion and prayer. And it's so we can remember the sacrifice of the Lord and thank God because we know we wouldn't even be here had it not been for Him. And so we are identifying the source. But living in the kind of society that we live in, it confuses people about where things come from because we go... If we want a light, we just flip off a switch. If we want food, we go to the cabinets or to the pantry, the refrigerator. If, you, if I want to go somewhere, I go get in a car and take off and drive it. Or you know, if I, I need clothes, I just go to the closet or my dresser and pull out something to put on. And we forget that it all it, it, that's just a, a link and a chain that goes all the way back to the source. Ladies, you like your clothes? Thank the Lord. Because he made the first outfits. Well, didn't he? If 
you can find somewhere else that they, that they, the Lord made them. And so I understand that everything comes from him and, and he's the beginning source. And, and it's, you know, whether it's the soil, whether it's an animal, whether it's mineral, whether it's energy, whatever it is, it all comes from God. And, and it's either that we just don't realize it or we don't appreciate the true source of all the necessities that we have in this life. You know, there was a, this is how, un, I guess, unaware that people are. There was a survey done they, to 2,000 16 to 23-year-olds. And they said 36% of these kids did not know that bacon comes from a pig. I don't know where they think it comes from. It said four in 10, 40% of them, failed to link milk with the image of a dairy cow. (laughs) They said they thought it came from wheat. Now, I know they make milk from all kind of crazy stuff today. But if I'm going to have milk, it's, I need it to be from a cow. But I don't even do milk, so I don't, I don't care. But they said some people said that butter came from beef cattle. 67% were able to link eggs to an image of a hen, but 11% thought they came from wheat. Eggs came from wheat. And that's, it's, it's funny, but it's shocking to realize that people don't know the source of, of these kind of natural things. How, how much more in a world that is pushing God farther and farther out, they don't understand. They have disassociated themselves with the creator of all things, and they don't realize that all things come from him. Every house is built by some man, but he that builds all things is God. And so we need to uh, make sure that as believers we are not disassociating ourselves of the blessings we have in this life from the source that gave it. We need to remember that these blessings come from God. It, you know, it, it's just, it has become in this world far too common for us to give credit to the doctor, to medicine, to exercise, to diet for our healing instead of God. We often look to our talents, abilities, good habits, good work ethics to explain our good income or our financial security. So in this way, we misguide our expression of thanksgiving. This is not to deny the obvious benefit of those resources. I'm not preaching against doctors. I will take a Tylenol. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not against uh, that. I'm not against working out. I am sure... Uh, not against eating right and eating properly and, and, and diets and things like that. But you've got to realize these things come from God. Ultimately, God is the healer of all our diseases. Now, if he has provided that healing sometimes through uh, you being uh, stumbling across a cure, God gave you the wisdom, intelligence to find that and realize, hey, don't eat this or do eat this and now you're, you're going to start feeling better or do this exercise and not that exercise and it's going to help you out. God, Listen, uh, we, Brother Paul just burnt, you know, got his hand burned real bad and he has some doctors that have helped that out. But if it hadn't been for God, they have no knowledge how to help him. And so I'm not against the things, that the resources that we have, but I know where the resources come from. 
You know, he's the great physician. All the other physicians work for him. I don't want to forget to give him the thanks because it all comes from him. Just as our opening scripture said, every good gift, every perfect gift is complete. It's entirely, I'm not lacking anything from it. Uh, it's from above, comes down from the Father of lights, and there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. Uh, it is the will of God for you and me to give thanks in everything. Thanksgiving will place a person in the right perspective to the source. When you're thankful, you'll realize you're the recipient. Let me tell you, the blessing is more important, or the source of the blessing is more important than the blessing itself. Say that again. The source is always more important than the resource. You could have one bottle of water, or you can have a spring that produces all the bottles of water. Which one's greater? Because the one bottle won't do anything. You think these uh, water selling companies are like, I'm glad we got this one bottle of water. We're going to be rich. No, they're like, we got the source. It's a never-ending supply. And you know what they do? Hopefully they do. They protect it. They keep it so nothing else is getting in it or messing it up or drying it up or anything. They, they want to protect the source. Because they don't realize without the source, I have nothing. Just like Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. If I don't have him, I can't do anything. I'm not going to get anything. I've got to have him. So I want to be thankful unto the Lord all the time. I don't want to get uh, fall into the entitlement. You know, even after I come to him and I've been washed and I've been filled, I don't want to be that uh, spoiled brat, Holy Ghost kid. It feels like God owes me. I'm entitled to this. It's, you know, this, is what, this is what entitlement leads to, a lack of appreciation for the sacrifice of others, a lack of personal responsibility. God, you just do it. Just do it, God. Just do it. It's just like uh, when he gave an Israel crowd for food and he let manna fall on the ground, but he didn't deliver it to their tent. This ain't room service, buddy. Get up and go gather it. It's out there. But if you sit in the tent, you'll starve. You got to, yeah, I'm, I'm a gear, but well, we're your people. I figure you just serve us. Can't, I don't want to uh, start having a lack of personal responsibility. An inability to accept that actions carry consequences. When we feel like God owes us, we act like nothing. We, no matter what I do, it, it shouldn't be wrong. I shouldn't get in trouble for it. You saved me. I was baptized in your name. You filled me with the Holy Ghost. I shouldn't get in trouble if I decide to, I want to go do this one weekend. You can't play like that with God. And then it also leads to arrogance that assumes privilege reflects on the merits of the individual. Like, I should be, I should be able to get a pass just because who I am. You know, I've been preaching, for, I've been pastoring almost 13 years, Lord. I should be able to take a week off if I want to and do what I want to do. No, it don't. It don't. You pick up the cross daily, and you follow Him, and you live for Him. But whenever we get into this entitlement attitude, that's what that's the way we'll start thinking, and we forget that it's a blessing. These are privileges; they're not rights. I I, I don't have any rights, but it comes. To God. He don't owe me anything. He has loved me. He's done his part. Uh, I owe him. 
a debt that I cannot pay. Remember, we talked about that last week. That, that, well, how can I, what can I do to make it up? Keep his commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, what, if I, what if I could just love you and I will always be at church? Well, it don't matter if you don't do what I, what I ask you to do. Yeah, there's a lot of people go to church and don't serve him. I mean, that's, come on. Yeah, it happens. It's just like a lot of people go to school and they don't learn. I mean, it's the same, it's the same way. Uh, he said, if you want to express your love to me, because you can't give me anything, I own it all. You can't add anything to my kingdom by what you have because it's all mine anyway. So if you want to express your love to him, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He's give, You know, everybody, I, I, I made this same you know, remark last week, but you, know, you always want to get that special someone. I want to get them the perfect gift. I want to give them what they really want. That's what Jesus really wants. What can I give them to show that I really love them? And so, you mean, you're shopping online, you're listening for hints, you're trying to figure out what they need and trying to get the, just the best gift, everything that you can do, wrap it up nice and present it good and it just be perfect. And then you get the wrong size, it's the wrong color, or they don't do that anymore or whatever, you know. And, oh, yeah, I don't play golf anymore. I don't do this anymore. And you're like, oh, man, I thought I had it this time. Jesus said, if you want to give me the perfect thing back, if you want to really express your love to me, keep my commandments. Quit trying to work all these uh, deeds and do things, other things. You know, well, Lord, I, you know, I, 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 I'll give in the offering, and and that's part of it. I, I'll, you know, I'll show up. I'll be there every service. But, but I really like to kind of keep my own identity. Yeah. Well, you got that choice. But if you love me, keep my commandments. That's, that's how we express our love back to him. Not just with our mouth, because we don't love him word only, scripture, but love indeed. And so those commandments are the deeds. That's those good works. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Well, there ain't no good works outside of his commandments. Or we could be good on our own. So we keep the commandments. And I know I'm, I'm running close to time, honey, if you'll come on to the music. So... Uh, so the, in this world, there, there are policies and laws and ideals that, that can be debated, but there is no debate about the divine source of all good things. It all comes from him. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what books they write, how educated they think they are. I don't care how much money they got, how much influence they have in this world. If they say it doesn't come from God, it's a lie. Thanksgiving to him, therefore, is not only a matter of action. Uh, it puts one in the proper perspective to God. The giver is superior to the one who gets the blessing. He's the superior one. The source is greater than the recipient. David said this in Psalm 8, 3 through 5, When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him, for you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. So thanksgiving keeps us in the right perspective in terms of God's superiority and power. We are always, for this reason, beholden unto him. I serve the Lord. The servant is not greater than his master. So thanksgiving honors the source. It gives him all the glory. 
It must be expressed in words, but it must also be expressed in deeds. One of our favorite Psalms, Psalms 150, and you can stand with me. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the ferment of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet, the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel, with the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals and upon the high-sounding cymbals. Everything that has breath. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So we, we don't just do it in word, but there's a, that's why we dance. That's why we have instruments and music and singing and, and clapping and shouting, some run and some da- you know, leap and different things. It's because we're expressing our gratitude to God. Just like David danced before the Lord with all his might, so thankful that the ark was coming home and in his worship and thanksgiving to God, he danced with everything he had within him. There were many times that the Spirit of the Lord would come on men in the Old Testament and they would do great things. But when you read about David's dance, he did that with everything he had. He didn't, it wasn't no supernatural puppet show going on that day. David said, I'm going to give everything this body's got in this dance to God because I'm thankful, thankful that he's allowed this this covenant, this Ark of the Covenant, this glory to come back to Israel. So let's make sure that this year, is, if we do like we normally do on this holiday, we, you know, we try to reflect. I'm thankful for different things. But who are you thankful to? Remember the source. Family's great. God's greater. Houses and, and cars and jobs are great. God's greater. The giver is always greater than the prize that we get. I'm thankful to God this morning. Let's lift our hands and, and just let's just thank Him. Maybe you've been thinking during this sermon, I've got something to be thankful for. Maybe you've kind of been distracted. Troubles and trials trying to get your mind off of how good God's been. But why don't you just think back to what God's put in your life. Start thinking about where you could have been in place of where you are. That God was thankful that He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. That in times past we were not a people, but now we're the people of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. The source of all our blessings. Hallelujah. We praise you today. We thank you, Lord, oh, for what you've done. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Now give him a hand clap of praise in this house. God, we give you glory and honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful. There's a I don't know if you ever read anything about, if you're like, a lot of people don't really care for history and things, but there's a a great letter that Abraham Lincoln wrote right before, I think it was in 1863, just before that, it was in the October before that Thanksgiving that would be coming up, where he actually was 
declaring that last Thursday to be a day of thanksgiving. But he said, in all this time with this war that's going on, he began to acknowledge in that letter that our territory has expanded. The fields are not withholding. The population is still growing. And he just began to list all the things that were going right in one of the bloodiest conflicts this, this country's ever known. In the middle of all that, he said, and we cannot help but realize that all these blessings come from God. And he was, a, I, I'd like to have met Abraham Lincoln. He seemed like a godly man, just some of the writings he did. But if you never read anything about him, you ought to. He was a very intelligent man. And God really blessed him, and he, he had wisdom, I think, that came from God. You know, I heard a story one time, and just tell it as it, what you read, but they said that somebody came in looking for him, into his office looking for him, and couldn't find him, said he was down behind his desk praying, and he was praying the prayer of Solomon. God, show me how to lead these people. Show me how to come in and out for these people. So I don't know, I'm just telling you, it'd be, be wonderful to have a country that was that was that reliant on God again, wouldn't it? But if we could ever just get thankful for what God's given us, we'll see a lot of great blessings. Thank you for being in Sunday school today. And we're going, we've got a wonderful baby dedication. We're thankful for our babies. We're going to the beginning of our next service. We're thankful for that. Thankful for all the visitors, ones that are here. Find a place to pray for a moment before the next service. We love you. God bless you.